Hello, everybody, and welcome again to Best Friends Club Podcast. I'm Ashley. And I'm Renee. And this is the one with the East German laundry detergent, Uberweiss. Uberweiss. <laughs> um, it's manly. So, right. So what's happening in this episode? Um, we what, what are they doing when we enter? You know, I don't actually remember. I think – oh, I know – Chandler says, all right, guys, Saturday night, date night, big plans. And Joey's like, no plans. He's like, yeah, pretty much. And they're like, you could break up with your girlfriend, Janice. And he's like, "Eh, every time I do, just never really happens. Like, you can tell he's kind of putting it off. Yeah. But. Yeah, right. Okay. So that's how they open it up. Right, right, right. So so that is – um, so Phoebe offers, why don't we do it together? Cause she's dating a guy and she's like, you know, and they were like, Oh, we like him. She's like, yeah, I did too, but he's not really funny anymore. Maybe it's the hunger strike. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, maybe it's his hunger so, strike. Yeah. So they decide to break up, um, so her partner is Tony and Chandler's with Janice and they decide to, um, break up at the same time. So first of all, Janice, this is the first time we meet Janice. Hello, Janice. You're the best. Hi. I mean, she's annoying, but iconic. Oh, I love her. I think that her character is hilarious. And so good. She's so sure of herself. um, Uh And so unapologetically Janice. I, I can only applaud that. Yes. Although, don't you feel like in this first episode, compared to every other episode with Janice in it, she is much more toned down, and she seems like this like beer, big career woman. And yeah. I never get that vibe ever again. She kind of seems like, oh, I had a busy day at the office. Like, this is we what happened. Photo shoot. All, yeah, we yeah. did a photo shoot, and it sucked. And so I went shopping. And other than her kind of like doing the funny, like um, waving away her tears. Yeah. That's a very like over the top Janice thing, but I feel like she is much more toned down in this first episode. So I can't wait until there's more Janice. It's funny because we we've been saying that like a lot of the other characters and extras are all too much. But so so That's they true. like they tone down some of their quirks, but Janice, like they're like crank that volume up to an eleven. Oh my gosh. Oh yeah. my God. <laughs> Right. So I was actually going to recommend that we do our best Janice impression. So <laughs> okay. I think you've just done yours. Or that was you? pretty good. I feel pretty, pretty good, good about it. It's pretty good. Okay. Oh my God. I don't know. That was That's more funny. like that was more like Chandler doing chant. <laughs> Impersonating Janice. Was it? <laughs> I love Janice. She's the best. She's, She's so great. funny. She's great. So um, yeah. So that was That's Janice. She's there. Maggie Wheeler. Welcome. Pleasure to have you here. Which I only know her otherwise from The Parent Trap with Lindsay Lohan. Is she the camp counselor? She's the camp counselor. She's one of the Marvas, the younger Marv. one. Is is Maggie Wheeler in the fencing scene where Lindsay yes. Lohan fences herself? Yes. Yes, where she fences herself. Right. Yeah, she's the one like always – she's the younger one. So yeah, the fencing scene and other scenes in The Parent Trap where they're at camp. <laughs> Oh, right. Those scenes. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Oh, funny. Well, she just dazzled on screen as Janice. Mm-hmm. So 
Um, so as part of this, um, Chandler and Phoebe deciding they're going to break up with their significant others, Joey suggests, I think this is like the first on-screen time that I can remember, one of the earliest documented um, times that ghosting has been recommended. So he doesn't <laughs> say true. ghosting. Um, he doesn't say ghost, but he says, why don't you just be a man about it and never call her back? Yeah. I mean, I think ghosting is a tale as old as time. It yeah. just feels more difficult to do in a world of social media because you literally have to like erase your digital footprint to avoid somebody. Right. And there's no, I mean, there's I no like, there's no like, oh, I lost your number or right. your answering machine must have eaten uh-huh. my message or, or like I came over and you weren't home because we don't have cell phones. We have no idea where people are at any time of mm-hmm. day. Like you're right. This is like, it is easier than ever to be connected to somebody. So ghosting is like maybe more painful because it's just like, wow, you were, it wasn't like, oh, we live in different parts of the city. I don't see you anymore. It's like you were in my face. And now the fact that you're not is still in my face. Yes. Yeah. Um, In that same like little back and forth quip, I actually, Rachel comes out and she's like, does anybody, does anybody else want anything? Ross is like, oh yeah, you had this pie. It was like a tasty, kicky, and I was like, kicky, a kicky pie. Like, what's a kicky pie? I don't know. There is one I, other time where they reference, yeah, kicky. It's a kicky beret. A kicky beret. <laughs> but I feel like that fits. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what a kicky well, pie I, I is. Would, I would never say it, but I feel like oh, like a kicky beret is like a yeah. sassy, sassy, like a yeah, pie? Like, a sassy pie. Mean, like spicy like is it is it like a like key lime tangy key lime pie oh i was thinking savory i was thinking like an indian butter chicken pie but (laughs) no probably not it's probably sweet not savory yeah maybe like key lime yeah maybe key lime so that's we're gonna assume he meant like a tangy key lime pie but rachel's really stressed out because her father offers her a Mercedes if mm-hmm. she comes back home. So again, they are treating Rachel as if she is just being a stubborn, bratty child. Which I don't understand why a parent would be like, you've moved out of my house and are supporting yourself. Let me buy you a $40,000 car. To come so live off of me. So you could come mooch off me again. Yeah. It doesn't make well, sense to me. I guess, first of all, this is post GFC and people are like, get out my house. Like don't live with me um, right now. But, but at the time it's quite controlling, isn't it? Because it's like, they want her to come home. They want her to date who they want her to date. They want her to marry the right man they approve of. They don't want her living in the big scary city. And so, yeah, I think it's like, they want her to come be sheltered and they Mm -hmm. want her to come be like controlled by what they like it's almost like arranged marriages and stuff isn't it like this these are political moves these are you know like your family sets this up because it maybe not arranged marriage but maybe like back in the day with like royal marriages and stuff you yeah. know or like downton abbey yeah which i've also never seen oh my gosh you've never seen downton abbey i it's definitely on my list like i really want to but it's one of those things where i was like by the time i could commit i was like i'm going to want to just like sit down and like go through all of it. So don't worry. I plan to at some point. I think you need to start that tonight. Well, I've got plans tonight, but at some point, at some point I'll start it. So 
I always say there's like all these different um, series that I'm like, you know what? The next time I am like sick in bed, mm-hmm. I'll just like binge watch this. But I, I don't think that's happened. And so I have to say it's a good sign because I used to get sick all the time mm-hmm. and I feel like I'm getting sick a lot less lately. So, Well, I always want to watch familiar things when I'm sick. I want to watch Friends when I'm sick. That's true. We do always want to watch. I didn't realize that I could watch Friends until my friend's roommate told me that I can get it for free on TV and Zed and all the episodes are there because New Zealand Netflix doesn't have Friends. So I have no excuse. I haven't just been watching Friends, but now I'm going to again because <laughs> now I know I can. So As you should. Anyway, so Joey's ghosting. Ross has a kicky pie um, and Rachel is still wanting to be independent and – um, not be bought over by her parents. So um, I don't think Rachel really plays a big – oh, I'm sorry. Of course she does. Her storyline is um, the laundry. She has never done laundry before. Oh she and Monica, for their big Saturday night date night, their plan is they're going to go do laundry together. And we see Ross trying to insert himself and try to like find reasons to hang out with Rachel. And so he's like, Oh, I'm going to come do my laundry too. And they're like, don't you have laundry in your building? (laughs) And he's like, I don't remember what his excuse is. He said something about there being rats and they eat the dryer sheets and they come out all fluffy. (laughs) And they come out all fluffy. Right. Um, Have you ever had to do shared laundry like this? The only time I've ever had to do shared laundry was in college in our junior year dorm. I mean, I guess all oh. of college. You know what's funny is I don't remember doing laundry freshman or sophomore year. I assume I did it. We must have, I have but no memory of doing it. I remember my freshman year at University of Florida. I remember the laundry room there. But what was it the rest of college? In Towers, it was in the middle on every floor. Oh, okay. I don't remember in Johnson. It must have been there. I think we did laundry. We had clothes. We had clothes. I feel like I remember hanging things to dry over the balcony, like the internal facing balcony. Maybe. Yeah. That's the only time everywhere else I've ever lived. Oh, that's not true. When I lived in London, I lived in what they call a bed sit, which is basically one big house that has been broken up into individual rooms. There's no like common area or anything, but you share bathrooms and – we shared bathrooms, and then our laundry machine was outside in the backyard. Where were your kitchens? Did you each have your own? I wouldn't call it a kitchen. I would call it a hot plate and a microwave and a mini fridge that I could reach from my bed because we had <laughs> bunk beds. Tiniest. It was the tiniest room. Imagine a closet and then cut the closet in half and then share that with someone and I'm not talking about like a nice walk-in closet. I'm talking about like a normal one. But hey, hold on. What about all the other rooms? Where were their kitchens? Did they have a shared kitchen or did like were their rooms big enough? Their rooms were a little bit bigger than mine, I think. I only ever went in one of the other rooms. I wasn't – And it had its own kitchen. I'm just cur- – I'm really curious about the kitchen. Yeah, it was all more like just kitchenette. Like a cup – you basically had okay. two hot plates and then a mini fridge and a microwave and a sink. And then, like, one cupboard for cookware and stuff. Um, but, yeah, so our laundry was outside. I I shared laundry 
A lot. Um, so I lived in Chicago for five years and we always had shared laundry. Um, so I was in grad school and I had shared laundry in that building. We moved to Lincoln Park and I had, there was laundry down in the basement and it also had a rat problem, Ross, mm. um, because it was right by the like giant industrial garbage bins and there was constantly rats. Yeah. Um, I lived up on the third floor. Um, and then we'd have to like take the wooden staircase out back down to the basement. But it was an outdoor staircase and everybody knows it snows in Chicago. Mm -hmm. And so it was like constantly like walking down three flights of like an icy staircase with a giant basket of laundry. Um, So that was not pleasant. Yeah. Um, And then once I went to a laundry, well, I I used a laundromat a few times, but it was at one point in my life when we were doing that coin op in the basement. But um, anytime we wanted to like wash all of our like sheets and pillows and quilts and duvets and everything, we would just go down to the laundromat and just do a ton of laundry all at once. Yeah. I don't think I've ever been to an actual laundromat. It was really unpleasant. I have to say, I, I just remember really, really not liking it. Um, but I think it's just because like you're stuck, like Mm -hmm. you just have to sit there and like they, it's not no longer, at least this one in Chicago, like you don't actually use coins you have to go buy a plastic card from the desk and then put money on oh, the like card. an arcade. Yes. And then Except they're like, fun oh, games. but we won't give you your money. So you have to like guess how much. And then it's like oh. 75 cents versus 150. And they're like any money left over like becomes ours type of a thing. Oh. They're like, we don't refund. And so it was just like constantly trying to top up in small increments. Then you have to like buy certain amounts of so it was just all of it was a nightmare. And I was just like, and it was it took forever. So yeah, it was we were just like tired and like doing math. <laughs> <laughs> really unpleasant. Yeah, one of my friends has had an idea. Hope he doesn't get mad at me sharing it. Nobody steal this idea, okay? Or or steal it and do it because I think it would be helpful. He had an idea for a laundromat that was also like a coffee shop slash bar. Coffee shop that exists. They yeah, exist? Sorry, that exists. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, they should have more of those. They should because it's like you're stuck there anyway. Like make it social. Like, have it be an people arcade. $4 for a latte because they're going to buy it. Totally. Yeah. Put a cafe in there. Absolutely. That would make it much more pleasant, wouldn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So laundromats. Um, so they're they're doing that. And um, Ross, Rachel's like, I've never done this. I don't know anything. She doesn't even know about separating her lights and darks. Um, Which I, she, like, I don't waves. separate any of my laundry. Do you just do it all do cold? Do it all. Uh, well, I do. The only thing I separate is I like wash my workout clothes separate because I want to wash them hot. Right. I used to be able to do that, except for something happened. And the other day, I don't know what I did, but um, I usually put all my stuff in together and put it on cold. Mm-hmm. But the other day, I had a brand new white workout shirt, and it came out like it's like this dingy bluish gray color now. Oh no! And I was like, oh, my new. I suppose I could bleach it because it's white. But my towel and my sh- my shirt, something might have been in the washing machine Maybe. actually now that I'm hearing myself say it because I wouldn't wash my towel with my clothes and they both have turned blue so thanks roommates <laughs> <laughs> whatever was in there um but yeah so so she doesn't know about that and she's she like tries to go buy some soap and she's got the machine and um this tiny plump woman with a 
kente, like a Ghanaian kente hat, um, African print is what we're yeah. going for, um, like shows up and just like very overbearing, very rude, steals the machine. So let's stop on this woman for mm-hmm. a minute. What do you think her deal is? She, what's her deal? I think <laughs> nobody wants to be at the laundromat on Saturday night, but here she finds herself. And I think that Rachel yeah. just looks like she could be pushed around. This lady doesn't want to wait for a machine. So she's like, this girl's not going to give me any crap. I'm just going to take it from her. Do you think she thinks like this girl's young and cute and skinny and she gets what she wants, so I don't like her? Maybe. I mean, I don't know. I was thinking more so about this woman's fashion choices. Like what's the story there, I wonder? I don't exactly know what the story is. It's very, uh, we'll say festive. Yeah. Um, But it really does feel like New York to me. Like kind of crazy people wearing kind of crazy things. It's like, welcome to New York. That's it. That's not. It's not the glamorous side necessarily that you think no. of, but it's like the real gritty people side. wandering the East Village wearing like an actual curtain as a dress. <laughs> it's just normal, and I love it. It's just it, people are yeah. crazy, and I love it. It is. It is pretty fun. So this lady is like doing her thing, being mean to Rachel. Ross sticks up for her and they're like feeling good about it. And um, yeah, and then they're pretty much doing their laundry. I don't think there's like – I mean Ross is being silly. Rachel's into it. They're getting along. I don't think there's that much to that story except for at the end when Rachel's like so proud of herself mm-hmm. – and so she's like, oh, thank you, thank you, thank you. I could have never done it without you. And so she like – because she stood up to the lady. So she like grabs Ross by the shirt collar and kisses mm-hmm. him. And I just think like sh- – like is that normal that she's just so excited that she kisses her friend on the mouth? Yeah, I would have gone for a hug or like a high five. And I'm I'm pretty touchy-feely, but I wouldn't have gone for the kiss. You're very touchy-feely. Well, also – What would you have done in middle school? Uh, well, here's the thing. If I had a crush on a guy and he did something to help me, I probably would have kissed him. But if I knew that that guy had a crush on me and I really hadn't thought about what my feelings were, I would not have kissed him. Right. So I think it's an interesting choice. Also, I don't feel like this counts as their first kiss. I think later on. In the show, when they like actually both have feelings for each other, counts as their first kiss. Right. This is just and like both a, realize they're about to kiss. Yeah, this is like a haphazard. I don't know. Yeah, the only time I've ever kissed a friend on the mouth was um, one of our friends um, from high school named Grant. Um, he and I, I think, had maybe like actually kissed in like before at some point in high school. And then I like was home from college um, and he was there at some party or something and I saw him and it was a greeting. It was just like, hi. And like, as the Europeans kiss on the cheek, we just walked up, gave each other like a quick peck on the mouth. And I remember laughing and just thinking like, neither of us talked about it. We've never greeted each other like that before, but like, it just felt really natural, but it also felt very innocent. Like neither of us at that point like yeah. each other. I mean, I think that probably is what it is. Like, I don't necessarily think that kissing is like the biggest deal in the world. Um, 
But you wouldn't do it to somebody that you know has exactly. a crush on you. That is where the difference is. Like your example, I have no problem just like kissing a friend on the mouth. I'd kiss you on the mouth. I wouldn't even think twice about it. You would well, you get you would run dad. away from me, but I would probably still kiss you on the mouth. No, I don't think I would. Mm. All right, I'll try it next time. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you know what it reminds me of? What? Is in the movie Center Stage, which is in New York. Do you remember that one point where, like, um, what's her name? Maureen. Oh, what's the name? Jody. No, no, Jody. 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 Sorry, I think Maureen. No, jo- Jody. When Jody like walks into that like fun and funky kicky class <laughs> that kicky, kicky dance, dance class, class. <laughs> yes oh yeah and everybody kisses each other on the mouth yeah they're all like hi mm-hmm. good to see you and somebody like takes a bite of like sandwich and then like kisses their friend on the mouth yes and i remember just thinking like ooh, they're very like i mean it's weird because she's got a mouthful of like yogurt mm-hmm. or sandwich or whatever it is but like they're all very like very familiar and like swapping germs and it's fine and it's and so that's kind of maybe this is supposed to be just like if this is new york in the 90s like everyone's kissing everyone it might Um, be maybe that's it but yeah i I think i don't know we weren't doing that down in florida i'll say that no and also like to go back to center stage i feel like that group was like a family you know like they were this own this like little misfit dance crew, kicky dance class. Um, so I think them like greeting each other with a kiss is that isn't weird to me at all. But I think I don't know. Maybe Rachel knew what she was doing, or maybe she was just that happy. I mean, she literally never just kisses anyone else out of happiness ever again. So I don't know exactly. So it's not like a Rachel's not like a she's not like a super touchy person, is she? She's not just like always walking up and kissing everybody. And Mm -mm. yeah, so it is a little bit like comes out of nowhere, but whatever, I guess, whatever. Yeah. But yeah, they kiss, I guess. Ross freaks out. He hits his face on the open laundry. Yeah, it's pretty funny. It's it's some pretty good slapstick comedy that he pulls Mm -hmm. out. Meanwhile, with the rest of everybody, um... Right. So we kind of talked about it at the beginning, but we can just finish off this story. Um, Phoebe and Chandler are breaking up with their partners. Um, and I mean, as they do throughout the entire show, so this is totally like something that always happens from this point on out, they meet at the coffee shop after work. Mm-hmm. So then they break up with their partners. Mm-hmm. I don't really feel like there's too much to say about it other than the fact that we, you know, Chandler's being a total spaz, which I think is just further solidifying his character. Uh-huh. And Phoebe has like some sort like she basically just like gives them a yeah. hug and a smile, and then they're like, "Oh, you're the best. Thank you, Phoebe. It's okay." Yeah. And so it's just like this funny. Oh, you know what I should say about that? I feel like I would love to hear some breakup stories from the fans, from you, Renee. Um, I can think of one that I was. I can think of one that I was part of for you. And that's Alex, your middle school boyfriend, Alex. He actually was my high school boyfriend. That was ninth grade. Oh, oops, that's okay. Yeah, that was ninth grade. But yeah, he was a really nice boyfriend. But I wouldn't let him kiss me for some reason. Really annoying person at the time, but very considerate boyfriend to Renee. Very nice boyfriend. I just it wasn't meant to be. 
And he gave me a BB Max CD for Christmas, and I felt really guilty because yes. I broke up with him like the next day. <laughs> did you get, buy him a present? You didn't. I don't did think you? I did. I honestly don't. Because you knew I you did. were going to break up with him. I was going to break up with him, and he got me. And honestly, to this day, every time I hear "Back Here" by BB Mac. Which is more often than you'd think because, as I said, I listen to a lot of <laughs> 90s music. I listened to one today right. called – a playlist called Essential Teen Pop. And that yeah. sums it up right there. Um, but every time I hear Back Here by B.B. Mac, I think of Alex or The Ghost of You and Me. Great B.B. Mac song. Um, I just remember – you, me, and your sister were all up in your room mm -hmm. and we were like, come on, you've got this. Like, I think we were like waiting for you to break up so we could like go to the mall yeah. or something. And so we that were like, like we were like going to go do something, like go to the pool. So we were like, come on, you can do it. Like, it's okay, Renee, like just rip the bandaid off. And so then you're like, okay, guys, I'll be down in a minute. And I'm pretty sure you used your blue see-through uh -huh. plastic cordless phone to call him and break up with him. And I think I was actually having a Christmas party and I didn't invite him. And that's why I had to break up with him because I was like, I didn't even invite him to the Christmas party. I could be remembering. No, that's true. Because I knew I was going to break up with him. Sorry, Alex. <laughs> you were a really nice boyfriend. Sorry. You're a really nice he, guy. He actually did a great job. Do you know what? Um, I knew his mom because I used to live close to them and I went to elementary school with them. And so it was one of those things where you have to get invited just their birthday party because you're in their mm -hmm. class. Um, he had really lovely parents. And I'm pretty sure he was one of those guys whose mom would buy the presents for like mm. girlfriends, birthdays. And he always gave great gifts. So you're talking like Bath and Body Works deluxe set? That's yep. the one. So best gift givers in like middle school, early high school. Me, yeah, yeah, middle and high school. Alex, and shout out mm -hmm. to his mom, Janine, for her great gifts. Um, Pat. His I don't know his mom's name, but I had a joint birthday party in like sixth grade, I think. And he gave me and the other girl whose birthday it was, we got these like plastic beach bags. So these like clear beach bags, which was very, very so like good. Delia, Delia magazine. Yeah, like cool at the time. And mm -hmm. it was filled with there was like a beach towel, sunscreen, magazines, oh, like, like a, a teen bag? underwater camera. It was I don't remember, but it was so cool. It was like a, this great um, gift bag, like goodie bag thing. Um, who's who else? There was those two. Uh, oh, David. David. Yes, I I can't remember. Was it the Bath and Body Works like deluxe yeah. packs? He gave great Bath and Body Works, but his mom was also our drama teacher, so I think she knew what we were yeah, into. Lynn. Lynn. Lynn took care of us. She did. Thanks. And you know what? They they were all great people. Pat, David, and Alex. I'd be your friend present day. They were wonderful. Yeah. Did no. it cut out? Oh, you just disagreed. <laughs> I just paused. Okay, fair enough. Um, oh, David and I had a little what? thing freshman year too. Man, I was really pulling all the guys freshman year. You were, you were, you were. Um, yeah, David dated this other girl named Steph for like – ever oh, it felt like right. forever because it was we yeah. were like 13, high school right but i think they dated like all of seventh and eighth grade and most of ninth grade just quite a lot for that age it is for that age and then they broke up and everybody knew it was for the best but obviously like we all went to middle school and high school together so there's a lot of you know there's a lot of i'm not gonna say baggage is probably the wrong word but you know 
you're just kind of walking into something there. You know all the history. And I was friends with this girl. Yeah. And David and I rode the same bus. And I don't know how it happened, but one day we're just confiding in each other. And suddenly I realized we have these little crushes on each other. And every night we were talking on AIM like constantly. So, you know, that's good. And then he came over to my house to study for our permit test. And let me tell you, there was not a lot of studying done, but there was a lot of making out on my bed. (laughs) And I was like, well, all my dreams are coming true now. My life is perfect. (laughs) And then he went home. And he messaged me on AM that that night, and I was like, okay, we're just going to, like, keep on talking because we're basically dating now. (laughs) And he told me that he was sorry, but he couldn't do this, whatever this was. (laughs) And it wasn't me. And basically every quote they said from the last episode of Friends, he wasn't ready for a new relationship. And I called Ashley or texted her. No, I definitely didn't text her. We didn't have cell phones. Texted me. I either called you Texting didn't exist. or wrote you a note or messaged you on AIM. Oh. One of those three. And I told you it was the best slash worst day of my life. <laughs> I still – and it was the 24th. It was March 24th. And to this day, we still celebrate still, the best slash worst. Best slash worst. That was just – that was such a Renee thing to say. And I still, <sighs> it was just this, you weren't that dramatic, but like that, it was just funny. I think it was just very, I mean, I still think that's a pretty high, high and a pretty low, low for like a 24 hour yeah. period. That's true. But, but good on him having the wherewithal as like a sixth grade boy or seventh grade boy to ninth grade. Okay. <laughs> fair maybe I'm giving him a bit too much credit but at least he didn't like drag it on and let you like love him or like just make out with you you know as a side check that's true he ended it respectfully and I again will have to give a shout out to Lynn because that's good parenting yeah um do you know what's funny I also had a little thing with David um same one so in sixth sixth grade oh um yeah, I don't. I don't think you know what I'm th- talking about. I do. Yeah, I remember now. Yeah, in sixth grade, um, we all went to middle school together, and our friend Alicia had a crush on David. And <laughs> in middle school, you got your friends to go tell your friends that your friend liked them and whatever. So it was like you never directly spoke to anybody about this. Right. And so I was nominated as the one to go tell like go tell David Alicia has a crush on him and see um you know what he thinks check yes or no um I think this is where the start of my terrible wing woman like like I'm not gonna say career because I'm just a horrible wing woman and so I think this is like it all started here it burst into flames and so um it just never it never took off never got off the ground but Basically, I was like, don't worry, um, I'll go ask him for you. And so I see David on the bus ramp. That's where a lot happened. A lot happened. Public school, if you don't have class with somebody, you try to find him on the bus <laughs> ramp. Basically, it's a horseshoe-shaped parking lot where the bus, big yellow school buses line up. All the kids get released from the gates like the hounds. And then you just have to like 
run around the bus ramp until you find your bus number and get on it before the bus takes off without you. And it just seems but there were also snacks for sale. So if you had time, you could buy a snack, like a pickled pig's foot or um, oatmeal cream pies or giant pickle. or giant pickles or like red hot Cheetos, like that kind of stuff. Oh, yeah. And so um, it sounds chaotic looking back at it. Like you did, you, they didn't line up in any particular order. It was just whoever showed up first. And so it wasn't like, oh, it's okay. I always walk to the same spot of the bus room. And it wasn't like five buses. It was like 25 buses and at least. a far way to walk and like kids and teacher. It was just chaos. Anyway, I'm out at the bus ramp. I see David and I'm like, hey, um, Alicia, I don't know how I went about it. Something horrible and stupid, I'm sure. And I was just like, you know, my friend Alicia has a crush on you. What do you think? And he responds, well, I'm not that interested, but do you have a boyfriend? And I remember like, you homewrecker. What did I do? Don't blame me. It was him. Just being there looking sexy with your braces and your glasses. <laughs> and my frizzy and daisy hair and a low pony cloud socks. And my turtle shirt. <laughs> turtle shirt? I had a shirt with a turtle. Oh, had two tur- did they have two turtles? I don't remember. I feel like they were two. They were embroidered instead of like the <laughs> Lacoste alligator. It was like a turtle head. It was a turtle. Like a cartoon turtle. (laughs) Anyway, clearly this was not – I was not seducing the man. This was not on me. But yeah, so I was like – wait, I was like, what? No, 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 Alicia. And he was like, yeah, I'm asking if you have a boyfriend. And I went verbatim, "Mm, no, and I'm not interested, bye. And then I ran away from him down the bus ramp. So – you can tell how good at flirting I am because that's pretty much still my tactic. Well, that's also your tactic when you do like someone. Oh, for sure. Like it's regardless, <laughs> like them, don't like them. Ashley's motto was always, I don't want them to know I like them because then they might know. No, yeah, it's – And then it be able backwards. to do something about it. Look, we're not here. If we go into that, it's going to be too long. We'll we don't have time that, for that. But the other breakup, though, as I do remember, so somebody who's already, we mentioned Pat with the good gifts. Um, <laughs> I So actually, exactly like you just said, I had a huge crush on Pat in sixth grade. Um, there was two. There was Pat S and Pat D. I had a crush on Pat D. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought he was really cute, really smart, really funny, all the things. Um, pretty sure he'll be our president one day. So maybe, you know, it's good that we're not saying his full name just in case. I don't want to sit Joe. He did hand out pencils at a middle school student council election that said a vote for me is a vote for you. So yeah. It's quite a good campaign slogan. It's a pretty good campaign slogan for being 12. So anyway, I was clearly dating the future president and would have had my dream of being the first lady come true. (laughs) But um, we, I don't know, quote unquote dated, like who knows what actually happened. I can't even remember how long. It was probably like a day and a half or something like that. But was um, in sixth grade. It was in sixth grade. Okay. And I don't remember why, but I remember being like, I need to break up with them. This isn't maybe I like once. Oh, I remember when he asked me out. He asked me out and I was like, no, I don't think so. I wasn't allowed to date. And I also was a weirdo. And so I said, no, even though I liked him. And then he goes, please, I won't be weird. And I remember going, oh, but I like that you're weird. Like I really <laughs> liked his his quirkiness. And so Anyway, we dated for however long, two days or something, and then I decided I needed to end it, and I wrote him a note to break up with him, 
And I had science class with Pat D and Pat S in sixth period. So I wrote this note. I gave it to my friend Libby. And I was like, Libby, will you give this to Pat D? Because just like we didn't ask people out, we also didn't break up with them. Our friends did that for us. And so maybe that still happens. I don't know. I'm not a teenager. Um, And so she delivers this note in the hallway. We get into sixth period science class and not making eye contact. I don't think we would have even if we had been dating because we were awkward sixth graders. But I look over and Pat S and Pat D sat together in class and Pat S looks so sad and depressed. And I remember like leaning over to Libby and being like, did you give the note to the wrong Pat? Which obviously couldn't happen because who would have been breaking with him? I don't know. It, she didn't, but it was just funny. And so I don't know why I broke up with this guy that I actually liked via note via friend. I don't but, know. but there we have it. Why did Pat um, S look so sad? Did you ever find out? We never cracked that one. We never got to the bottom of that one. I hope he's less. I think he's fine now. Maybe she did give him <laughs> the note and you and Pat D are still dating. <gasps> I get half of all of your stuff, Pat D. <laughs> I'm the first lady. Okay, tell you what, we'll wait to we'll wait to reveal that to him until he does become president, mm-hmm. and then it can be this like you're actually still dating. <laughs> Great. <Yeah. laughs> okay, good one. Um, right. So we need to wrap this up. So, yeah. um, oh, there's still so much that happened though. There is. So the other thing that story we haven't even talked about yet is Monica and Joey. Um, Joey sees a girl from his past. She's looking banging um in this dress <laughs> and he's like her name's Angela and he's like oh my gosh I made a mistake I shouldn't have broken up with her she's so hot and so he he asks her out and she's like I'm with Bob okay so she's dating this white guy named Bob and he's like oh I just want to go out as friends I'm dating Monica um and so Joey lies to Monica and is like Angela's brother, Bob, really thinks you're cute. So let's all go out. Mm -hmm. So he lies to Angela, lies to Monica. Joey truly is not – I mean, he suggested ghosting. Now he's lying to all of these women. Like, Mm -hmm. we really shouldn't like Joey as much as we like him. It's true. We really shouldn't. All he does is eat and sleep with women and then lie to them. That's all. Um, And then, you know, occasionally act. So, um, right. So they go out on a date. Um there and joey's realizing like i still like this girl um monica has is none the wiser she has no idea um and so she's in the bathroom with angela and she's like oh my gosh he's so cute he's so like emotionally intelligent this that and angela goes and he's great in bed and monica still (laughs) thinks they're brother and sister and she's like oh yeah and she's like my my brother didn't even tell me when he, I don't remember what she says, but it doesn't matter because it's not true. In the last true. episode, I was like, Monica, you're lying. And maybe you're just embarrassed because this is a stranger. But in the last episode, we find out that Monica has memorized the date that her brother lost his virginity. Ross's sex anniversary. She has it like on her <laughs> calendar. She's and got a recurring calendar meeting in yes. her phone. But I have a feeling, I don't know. I'd like to once again bring up my theory that these episodes were not shot in the order that they were televised. Yeah. So, Renee, tell us about that because Renee found another interesting thing that maybe you guys all noticed too. Yeah. So when Monica and Joey are at dinner with Angela and Bob, they're all just kind of chatting. And I think it's at the point where um, 
Angela is like really like leaning her head on Bob's shoulder. Like they're yeah. kind of getting cuddly and Monica's noticing that it's weird. But like she's hand telling, on the lap. Yes. But Monica's telling the story of how Underdog got away, which if you've seen Friends, you know happens in like four or five more episodes. It's like sometime in the middle of season one. So she's telling the story as if it's happened, but it hasn't aired yet. So – I don't hasn't know. happened yet. Hasn't happened in, yet. In, and either she is world. a fortune teller, she's Miss Cleo. Or every year, Underdog has a – there's a problem with Underdog at the Macy's Day Parade. Yeah, but I just think they were shot out of order. That makes more sense than this happening two years in a row because you'd think they'd yeah. figure out how to get Underdog under control. So, yeah, that's a really good point. So she's like saying like Underdog's head is flopping around Main Street and mm-hmm. then you know, she's like, this is so inappropriate. And right. And so that's – so you're right. I think they must be out of order. So we should go back and look and see with the underdog episode. We should do the hairstyle check. Yeah. We'll have to. It's, yeah. Yeah. I just – I don't know. I feel like they just shot them all out of order. Because if you think about it, a lot of these plot lines so far haven't really bled into the next episode. Like they've all been pretty contained. That's right. They, other you're right. That's exactly that it. Rachel, like, other than the, the first episode, Rachel runs out on the wedding. Ross is getting divorced. Like that's it. None of the other ones have bled in at all. They all could be standalone and almost in any order. Yeah, which I'm assuming. Look, we've never filmed a TV show, but maybe that's smart to do so that you can kind of just get it, and then when you start to get your bearings, you're kind of like, oh, hey, actually, it would make more sense if this happened in this order, yeah. just for the flow of the season. So maybe that's totally what happened. I'm kind of going ahead of ourselves. I noticed in season ten too that Monica <laughs> kind of going ahead of ourselves, <laughs> just a little bit ahead, because we all know that Courtney Cox was pregnant in season ten, but they had to conceal her pregnancy because they already had put the whole Monica and Chandler can't have kids and they're going to adopt. Them. Right. in emotion. Sorry, spoiler alert. Oh, um, but she doesn't really look very pregnant for several episodes. And then there's one random episode that she looks crazy pregnant and they're like really trying to hide it. And then she goes back to looking not that pregnant. So I feel like they needed to throw something into the middle and they filmed it at the very end. But she just looked so much more pregnant than she did. Right. Okay. So that's so maybe this is normal. Maybe this is normal. maybe they realize like a big hole. They need to fill it. Tell you what, Mindy Kaling, when you write into us about (laughs) – you were going to write into us last episode. um, You've written a bunch of different shows and have been part of it. So write into us and let us know if this is just a normal thing. And and we'd love to hear more about it. We'd love to get your perspective. So thanks, man. Mindy or any other normal people. Oh, like anyone else too. Yeah. Yeah. We'd love to hear from all of you. Yeah. Um, Right. So I think that's pretty much it for – this episode, that's what everyone's up to. And um, there's like a little tease in there about Joey's acting career, which really comes to play in the next one. So I think we just wait. Yep. And uh, there's a few other really fun episodes. I know that we've said season one's not our favorite. And as a whole, it's not. But there are a couple episodes that are coming up. Like the one with the blackout, yes. I really enjoy. Oh, that is one of my favorite episodes. Yeah. So there's I can't wait to get to that. a couple of good ones. Yeah, cool. So thank you everybody so much for joining us for the one with the East German laundry detergent. And we will see you next time for the one with the butt. The one with the butt. Whose butt is it? Whose butt could it be? Ooh, find out <laughs> on the next episode. We'll have a big butt reveal. <laughs> a big butt reveal. <laughs> We're not going to have a butt reveal. We're not going to have a butt reveal. You can go find out in real time. Yeah. So anyway, but we'll see you next time. 
on the one with the butt. Thanks for joining. Bye. Bye.